Alrighty, what's up, good people? Brother Sims here once again. I uh, just want to share another lesson uh, I've done recently. Let me start out by saying happy Father's Day. Uh, it's Father's Day. And uh, thank God for making me a father. And thank God for all the fathers out there. But thank God for the father of fathers, the Heavenly Father. Amen. He's a good, good father, as the song says. Now, I want to talk about today uh, living... Um, a carefree life. Now, when I say carefree, another word for care is worry. All right. Um, when I say carefree, I don't mean that we never experience worry, or there's never things that we are concerned about, or we don't experience those times where worry may come. But when I mean carefree, I mean worry can't stay. And uh, basically, this lesson is teaching us how to deal with worrying how to overcome it and not allow it to overcome us. So with that being said, um, living carefree doesn't mean we don't ever have worry, but our worries don't have us. All right. Now, first Peter five and seven, we're going to be coming from there. And it says, casting all your care upon him for he cared for you. All right. Now, now when we cast something, that's basically saying we're throwing it. We're throwing it. All right. We're throwing it on the Lord uh, because he wants us to what? Throw our cares upon him. So it says, casting our cares or words on the Lord is a continual thing. And these are my notes here. Not a one-time event. That's why he used the words casting and not just cast. Because it's not a one-time thing. This is uh, a lifestyle. Casting our cares and our worries on God is a daily thing. You know, whatever we face throughout the day, you know, we can um we can take it to God in prayer. Amen. Instead of allowing it to bog us down and stuff like that. So it says here, God is concerned about our emotional and mental state. Again, my notes there. It says, in fact, every aspect of our lives. Sometimes we think God is just concerned about the major things, but God is concerned about every aspect of our lives, even the things that we may consider small things. God is concerned about everything that has to do with us. Now it says, for he cared for you. In other words, he's concerned about us. And I want to drive this home. You know, we need to understand that if nobody else cares, God cares. If nobody else is concerned, God is concerned about you. He's concerned about me. He's concerned about all of us. He cares for us, right? And I want to say here, like David we are the apple of God's eye, right? Which means we are precious to Him. Now, when it says the words apple, it's talking about, literally talking about the pupil, right? Now, our eyesight is precious to us. And basically, that is what God is trying to convey, that we are precious to Him. We are like the apple of His eye. Psalm 17 and 8 says, Keep me as the apple of of thy eye hide me under the shadow of thy wing now that was with David David said keep me as the apple of the eye so that lets us know that he already knew that he was precious to God and that's something we need to know why because many times in life we may feel as though that no one cares that no one is there for us no one is concerned and that's how people get in a state of depression amen but when we understand that listen God cares if nobody else cares, and, and here's the thing, he's always there. 
So the thing about it is, when God cares, and God, we know that God cares, then it doesn't matter who's not there for us. We can always lean and depend on the fact that He cares for us. Jeremiah 31 and 3. The Lord had appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. God said He has loved us with a what? Everlasting love, which means His love doesn't fade away. You know, many times we as human beings, we love one another. Then next thing you know, which we as Christians should always walk in love. Why? Because we have the lover in, on the inside of us, right? We have the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the love of God is shedding, uh, shedding our hearts by what? The Holy, shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So we should always be loving as Christians. But unfortunately, that's not always the case. And it's not because love isn't there. It's because we doesn't don't choose to do it. Love is also a choice. It's it's it contains emotion, but it's not just mere emotion, right? So God is not like us. He, he doesn't have that what I call that sometime in love, that faucet love. We cut it on, then we cut it off when we want to. But God is love is always there. He's always loving us. Amen. His love is consistent, should I say? Now it's unconditional. And it doesn't fade away. Now, how do we throw our worries on God? We do that through prayer. We do that through prayer. Philippians 4 and 6 and 7. I'm going to read in the King James Version. Then I'm going to unpack it in the New Living. It says, be careful for nothing. That's another word for worrying. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. All right? Now, the new living. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. It says, don't worry about anything. Now, why is worry such a big deal? You know, we all do it from time to time. Why is it such a big deal? Well, even in the medical profession, uh, they, they would tell you that worry triggers off chemicals in our bodies. Now, those chemicals are natural, and they're there for a reason. But chronic worry, right, and emotional stress can trigger. Now, I'm reading from the WebMD source. I'm reading from WebMD. Now, it says, chronic worry and emotional stress can trigger a host of health problems. The problems occurs when fight or flight is triggered daily by excessive, not, that's the key word, excessive worrying and anxiety. The fight or flight response causes the body's sympathetic nervous system to release stress hormones such as cortisol. So see, stuff is tr triggered when we worry in our body. These hormones can boost blood sugar levels, triglycerides uh, that can be used by the body for fuel. The hormones also cause physical reactions such as now get this, difficulty swallowing, dizziness, dry mouth, fast heartbeat, fatigue, headaches, inability to concentrate, irritability, muscle aches, muscle tension, nausea, nervous energy, rapid breathing, shortness of breath, sweating, uh, trembling, and twitching. Now, when the excessive fuel in the blood isn't used for physical activities, the chronic anxiety and outpouring of stress hormones can have serious physical consequences, including, get this, 
suppression of the immune system, digestive disorders, muscle tension, short-term memory loss, premature coronary artery disease, and heart attacks. That's the, again, that source is WebMD. Now, so, this is one of the reasons why God is saying to us not to worry. It's not just a physical thing. I mean, a spiritual thing, but it, it, it carries over into the physical. It does physical damage to our bodies. You know, old folks used to say, you're going to worry yourself to death. There's some truth in that. Amen? So, worrying is not good. Carrying those burdens are harmful to our health. Now, it says, instead, so instead of worrying, he says, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. So God is, uh, is, is telling us and petitioning us to not worry, but in place of worry, pray. So the solution to worry is prayer. Look what it says in James 5, 16, New Living Translation. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. So that you may be healed. Okay, now here's the part I want us to get. The earnest or the sincere prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. See, I like to say this prayer gives God permission to get involved in our situation. Right? Because God is not going to just barge his way in. We have to want God to get involved. And if we give God permission to get involved, he will move on our behalf. So all we have to do is take it to God in prayer and cast all our what? Throw our burdens and our situations and our problems on him. Then it says, do what? And thank him for all he has done. So God is saying here, thank me for what I did and thank me for what I'm going to do. Thank me in advance. See, we see it as if it's already done. See, that was what prayer does. It pours it out of the spiritual into the natural. Now, it says, thanking God for answering our prayers demonstrates our attitude of gratitude and expresses our faith in his ability to handle our situation. So, it's an it's a attitude of gratitude and it's also an, an expression of our faith. Colossians 3.15 says, and let the peace of God rule in your heart, so to which you are also called in one body. Here it is. And be ye thankful. Amen. God wants us to be grateful for the things he has done. You know, everybody likes to be appreciated, even God himself. Amen. Now, back to Philippians 4, and we're going to be picking it up at verse, let me see here, 7. It says, then you will experience God's peace. Now, so after we have cast our burdens on the Lord, and after we have given God thanks for uh, what? For working it out for us. Thanking him and praising him in advance, we're going to experience his peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. It's behind, beyond human comprehension. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So, now, God's peace is beyond our human comprehension, as I said before. See, our minds cannot comprehend or fathom how we can experience such peace in the midst of such turmoil. You know, I have experienced the peace of God. I, I gave my testimony in Bible study, but I'm not going to go all through it now. But I just tell you this. I was in a situation where I was totally stressed out, worried. I didn't know how I was going to get through this situation. 
But I prayed and I took it to God in prayer. And I felt the peace of God that everybody talks about. And I experienced it for myself. And I knew it was already done. All my worries, all the stress I was feeling, it, the, the hurt, the pain, the, all of those emotions that was that had me boggled down were instantly removed. Amen. The peace of God came in. And I knew everything was going to be all right. It literally guarded my heart. It, and that peace guarded my mind. See, a lot of people are going through mental problems. A lot of people are going through a lot of emotional distress, emotional problems. Let me say this. Uh, the answer for emotional and mental problems is not medication. God is the answer. Amen. Now, those things can mask the symptoms, but it doesn't get to the root of the problem. And that's why so many people don't experience true breakthrough when it comes to dealing with mental problems through medicine. Amen. It goes deeper than just a mental and emotional level. It goes way down to the spiritual. And we have to deal with it from the spiritual. And in turn, it's going to fix the mental and emotional. Amen. Now, it says right here, without the peace of God, we will be emotional wreck in a basket case. That was a little point I put right there. And that's true because life is difficult. Life is hard. Let's be honest. We face things that uh, if not for God, if not for us leaning and depending on God, they will take us down. Amen. But because God is there, amen, he's upholding us with his hand of righteousness. Amen. He's given us the strength to go through what we go through. I can testify. Many out, out there Many of you can testify, hey, if it not for God, where would I be? Amen. He's our keeper. Amen. He's able to give us the ability to live above our words, to live above our care, to not let these things get us to the point where they hamper us and cripple us in this life. Amen. So with that being said, we can live victorious. Amen. So, so hey, thanks for tuning in. Be blessed. In Jesus' name.